Oh. Oh, Brother Victor, Brother Wilfred, when you guys get a chance, can you move this table back over there and make room for the altar? Thank you so much. Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. He laid there and asked alms of them that entered into the temple, because he was lame to his feet, he could not walk. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, they asked and alms of him. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Look on us. Uh, That's a strange statement there, especially considering the next statement he makes. It says, And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from Peter and John. But then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, oh, such as I have. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout, such as I have, give I thee. Oh, praise the Lord. What did he have? Well, he put it on display. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. Praise God. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God once we're done with them that's exactly how it's going to look they're going to be walking and leaping and praising once God through they will be walking and leaping and praising God hallelujah oh praise the Lord praise the Lord Praise God, praise God. I feel like today, one sermon, every sermon's been building on the next. We've been going through a season of walking in the power of the Spirit and the miraculous. Today, we're going to do it again. Amen. We're going to believe again. We're going to pray again. God bless you. You may be seated. I'd like to preach to you today on this topic. Such as... I have. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that every person's come into this place. As as a pastor, I've been called on for many different things. And in the past, I've tried to meet those needs. I've been asked about marriage counseling. I've tried to fulfill those needs the best that I could. I've been I asked for financial support. We've tried 
to meet those needs the best that we could. I've had people ask me financial advice, and, and uh, that I refuse to give answer to. Hallelujah, because I don't want to get sued. Praise God if you lose money. But uh, I know, of course, I can give you the best advice that I have. Hallelujah. But at the end of the day, I'm here to proclaim to you that I am not a therapist. And I am not a, a financial counselor. I uh, do not have a lot of money. In fact, I feel kind of like Peter in this moment. He says, silver and gold have I done, praise the Lord. Uh, and, and I wish there was more that I could offer you. We're having to raise $2,000 for our doors because we're not rich around here. I'll be honest with you. I'm a pretty poor preacher when it comes to the finances. But man, I wouldn't trade finances for the thing that I do have. And that is the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. And I can offer you the best counseling that I possibly can, the best advice. But what I do have and what the Lord has given me, it is the words of eternal life. It is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is faith to move mountains. It is belief in signs and wonders. If you're in this place and you need a therapist, I'm sorry, I might not be the best answer for for you but if you're in this place and you need healing I do know a healer if you're in this place and you need finances I'm sorry my pockets are empty but if you're in this place and you need the blessing of God I can absolutely support you in that oh praise the Lord we've been going through this we've been seeing miracles in this place amen I keep getting testimony after testimony about God performing miracles and blessing people. Several Sundays ago, we had a, a, a prayer line and we had at least five people get instantly healed in their body. Praise the Lord. I'm here to tell you it's happening. And it's going to happen today, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. And there's so much that I could tell you. There's so much I could talk about. Today, I'm not trying to present to you a great sermon. Everything I've got today, it's just what God gave me in prayer. Amen. Not studying. Right. I, I, I didn't get this to say. It's just these are the specific verses God told me to tell you today. Is that all right? Hallelujah. I believe God is wanting to remind us that we have something. We may not be the richest church in the city. And we may not be the smartest. And we may not be the most talented. Oh, but we've got something. Hallelujah. That this world needs. We've got something that will save lives. We've got something that this world is after. And you and I, we've got it. Everybody say, I have it. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout, I have it. There's that old song. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. Oh, I got it. Someone sing it with me. I got it. I got it. I got it. 
I got it. There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. Oh, I got If you've got it today, would you stand to your feet? Would you rejoice in the Lord and say, I got the power of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. I tell you, I'm about to just jump out of my skin. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I got it. Hallelujah. I got it. I got oh, somebody remind the devil. I've got it. Remind the person sitting next to you, tell them, I got it. I got it. I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible says, I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible says, well, I've been through the water and I've been baptized. My soul cries happiness and I'm so satisfied. This world can't give me nothing now. Just like the Bible, just like the Bible, just like the Bible says. I know these are old songs, but I still got it. I still got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. Oh, Go ahead, put out Acts 1 and 8. But ye shall receive power. Everybody shout power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. There's a lot of explanations what that word power means. It comes from the Greek word dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite. But I looked at several commentaries, several different dictionaries. All of them say the same thing. That word dunamis, it means miracle working power. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <coughs> Miracle working power. Amen. See, sometimes we just get so caught up in this thing called life. And we go throughout our days being forced to submit to the elements of this life. Being forced to submit to a boss. Being forced to submit to hunger pains. Being forced to submit to a bank account that's empty, being forced to submit to a pain brought on from some disease. Hallelujah, trust me, I know it. Oh, and that, that whole submission issue, it can remove from us the understanding and the confidence that with the Holy Ghost, God has given me miracle working power. Oh, you don't just have a spirit that allows you to dance and shout. You don't just have a spirit that will cause you to speak in tongues. But you've got a spirit that is combined with power. Miracle working power. 
miracle working power. If you've got the Holy Ghost, would you go ahead and clap your hands right now? Hallelujah. It does not say, but the power would come on the pulpit or the pastor or the ministry. Does not say, but the apostle shall receive power. It says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. If you don't have Holy Ghost, or you're unsure if you've got the Holy Ghost, today you can receive the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. You can receive it. Hallelujah. You can receive it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive power. You get something. You get something with the Holy Ghost. Now we could talk all day long what we get with the Holy Ghost, right? I've got a hundred and 20 million sermons, you can go online and listen to all of them about everything else we get from the Holy Ghost. But today we're going to talk about the power to perform miracles. The power to perform miracles. That is what we receive when we get the Holy Ghost. We get power. Everybody shout power. Paul, Peter says, such as I have. I don't have silver and gold. I don't have money in my pocket to give. Because listen, this is the currency to which believers walk in. Is that all right? Praise God. When you received the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, you opened up your pocket and God poured in your pocket the currency of power and miracles and healing and signs and wonder. Peter said, I don't got silver and gold. Oh, but God did give me something. Let me take that power out. Let me give you what God did give me. Oh, That's why the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. They shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Why? Because you got the currency of power. You got the currency of power in your pocket. Oh, is this all right today? Praise the Lord. You got the currency of power. I, I was praying this morning. And I just started praying. I said, God, help this church to get this. Help this church. I started just praying. I didn't know what I was praying, Brother Brent. I just started saying, God, this is our inheritance. Yes, this is our inheritance. As believers, it's our inheritance to see miracles and signs and wonders. Amen. So, well, God... Is there scripture for that? God said, yes, look it up. So I did. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ephesians 1 18. These eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. 
Praise God. Now, I believe there's a dual meaning why God told me to, to men, make mention of this story. We know the story of the prodigal son, right? The prodigal son, he took his inheritance and he spoiled it. The story is that the father was splitting his inheritance, all his possessions between his sons. And his sons had the right as if it was theirs. This boy didn't work for it. This boy didn't fight for it. This boy didn't save for it. But all of a sudden, the father says, if you want your inheritance, here it is. And he got all of his inheritance, and he went and spoiled it. If there's some prodigals in this house, let me tell you, hallelujah, you may have spoiled the Holy Ghost and the blessings of God. Oh, but all you got to do is come back to the house of the Father, and the Father will bring you in again. That's the first meaning. The second meaning is this. The father gave him his entire inheritance. And this is what God says. I've given you the riches in your pocket of the inheritance. What does that mean, inheritance? It is the expectation. It's a down payment as to what it to expect in the future. Amen. Now we can sit here and talk about what heaven's going to be like, right? He shall wipe away every tear from your eyes. There shall be neither sickness nor death. And he says, I'm going to give you the down payment, the inheritance of that right now. Praise God. What is the kingdom of heaven on earth? If the kingdom of heaven is no sickness and death, why can't we expect that here today? Now, I recognize there's a time and a place for everything. I'm not here to claim that God's never going to let us be ill and never going to allow that certain things might happen and it's not going to be our time one day. But I am saying that we can have faith. If the kingdom of heaven is here, we can expect all the kingdom of heaven. And that includes miracles, signs, wonders, healings. Why? Because He shall wipe away every tear today let us wipe away every tear he shall do away with sickness and death today we can have healing in our bodies what is the riches let me tell you you might not have silver and gold but you are rich <laughs> you might not have silver and gold but you are rich you might not have a lot to your name but you are rich why? Because you've got the favor of your Father in heaven. You've got the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Say, so, well, well, Pastor, that doesn't prove your point, so we've got an inheritance. Look at this, Ephesians 1.18. Go ahead, throw it back up. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I know inheritance, it can mean a lot of different things. Today, it's power. That's what we're talking about today. Hallelujah. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Power is 
dunamis. The same word in Acts chapter 1 and 8. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He says this is the inheritance. And God's about to show you the exceeding greatness of the power of the miracle working power that is inside of us who believe according to the working of the mighty power or might of God. Oh, praise the Lord. So, well, I've got an inheritance. I am rich. See, this is what I I felt in prayer today. Uh, God said, I've been moving this church. I've been moving us. We've slowly been buying in, buying into that vision that understanding of what God wants for us and what God's doing in our lives. He says, but today what I'm doing is I'm moving faith from the pulpit to the pews. Hallelujah. I'm moving faith from up here to down there. God's saying, I'm about to use you in miracles, signs, and wonders. God's saying, you're not just a normal person on the chair. You have my spirit, which has the inheritance of my power, the miracle working power. Why then do you hold your inheritance in your pocket and hold it away and do not offer it to others? Why then do you not pray that people be healed and people receive the Holy Ghost? Why then do you hold it only for yourself? Silver and gold have I none, but we got to get this. Such as I have, that's not enough. We got to get to such as I have. Give I unto thee. Do you believe you have it? Come on, do you believe you have it? Do you believe you have it? Then you gotta give it. You gotta give it. You gotta pray for others. You gotta believe that God wants to use you. Oh, would we rejoice one more time in the Lord? Hallelujah. What he had was the inheritance of a power that was beyond this world, beyond expectations, beyond realization. It was a power, hallelujah, to move mountains. Yet what he had was nothing except he had faith to use it. Today, such as I have, we've got the power of the Holy Ghost. You believe it? But do we have the faith to operate? Do we have the faith to operate? James 2.14. I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know where this passage of Scripture was going to mix in until right now. James 2.14. What doth it Prophet, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? We could sit around 
We talked about it, right? We've been preaching about it. Miracles, signs and wonders, revival, a moving of the Spirit of God that affects our city. We've been talking about it. But what good is faith? What good is such as I have if it doesn't transition into give I unto thee? Look at this. Verse 15. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, wouldn't your heart yearn for them? A brother or sister, a loved one. Certainly he's talking about the church people. You looked around in the church and you said, well, my brother or my sister right now are, are having a hard time financially. They don't have food to feed their children. They're naked. They don't have clothes to wear. Wouldn't your heart go after them? Wouldn't you do whatever you could do, even if it meant sacrificing your own uh, blessing, your own benefits to help them? That's what the church is supposed to do, right? right Next verse, verse 16. And one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. Is it going to profit them at all? Come on, how many times? Let's be honest. Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't yell it out because you don't, don't embarrass yourself. How many times have you said, well... Brother, I'll pray for you. Am I right? Well, I'll pray for you. Did you actually go and pray for him? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's exactly what he's saying. Well, I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm having issues. And, and Well, bless you. I'll pray that God gives you all that. And then you walk away. He's saying this, and, and listen, he's using this as an example. This isn't actually what he's saying. He's using this as an example. When somebody has a need, you have the means to help them in their need. And all you do is say, bless you. I'll pray for you. And that's it. Then what good does it? What he saying he's using this as a as an example of our faith if Peter just looked at him and said well bless you hallelujah and then walked away it would have meant nothing but Peter had to step out in faith and say such as I have give I unto thee you have it you gotta give it you gotta give it you got to stop and pray for them and expect right then and there God's going to meet their needs. God's going to heal them. God's going to make a way. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm just crazy enough to believe this. I'm getting to a point, man, where I'm just praying for everybody. Hallelujah, because I believe my pockets are filled. My pocket, hallelujah, your pockets are filled today. Verse 17, even so... Faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, verse 18, 
a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Is it enough for us to sit here and claim that we are spirit-filled, born again, believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, yet we never take advantage of the inheritance in our pockets? Hallelujah. These signs shall follow them that believe. In other words, I, if I have it, I need to operate in it. If I have it, I need to use it. Somebody shout, I've got it. Somebody shout, I've got it. Now somebody shout, now use it. Now use it to see the miracle, miraculous power of God. Now use it to see healing. Now use it to change lives and transform people. Oh, have you gotten it yet? Is your faith restored yet? Do you believe that God has empowered you yet? Use it. How about we stand today? Oh, hallelujah. 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 God keeps bringing this story to mind, and I know most of you have heard it, but we have so many guests. We'll just go ahead and let you hear it for the first time. I was in Australia many years ago. I was, I was young, younger. I will never stop holding on to that title of being young. My wife told me the other day, aren't you too old for that? I said, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you. I was walking down the road in Australia. We were there on a missions trip. We were there preaching and delivering the gospel. I was young. I was probably 17, 18. I was wearing a Superman shirt. But it's okay. I had a jacket on, a suit jacket on over it, right? So I was still, you know, Christian. But I was wearing a Superman shirt. We were walking down the road, my friend and I, and all of a sudden I started hearing, Superman! Superman! Come and save me. I walked over. It was a group of guys. I said, what is it you need? What, what can I do for you? I said, we need drugs. I said, well, I don't got any of that. <laughs> I said, I don't have any drugs. I said, but I do have something for you. I don't have what you think you need. See, you think you need silver and gold. I don't have any of that. You think you need drugs. Listen, that's a lie of the devil. You don't need drugs. You don't need cigarettes. You don't need alcohol. You don't need that stuff. It's a substitute. See, because what, what, what did they say on the day of Pentecost? These men are drunk as you... These men are drunk. Peter said, these are not drunk as ye suppose. That feeling of high, that's a substitute for the presence and the Spirit of God. The reason you keep searching for that is because down deep inside there's a yearning for the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I said to him, I don't have any drugs. I said, but I have something much better. So what, what do you have? 
I said, I have Jesus. I started talking to him, started witnessing to him. Oh, God's not real, this and that. I, I talked to him for probably 15, 20 minutes. I said, listen, let's put it on the line right here. I'm not just going to say bless you and walk away. So let's put it on the line right here, right now. I said, I believe that if you will pray, and if I pray for you, God will touch you and show you he is real. He said, oh, I don't think so. I don't know about that. I said, well, let's do it. I challenge you. See, a guy always take a challenge. All right, all right. I said, but listen, you got to be real. You can't be, you know, joking around and all that. You got to be sincere. All right. I said, okay. I turned around to tell my friend we were going to pray for him. I didn't realize the entire group had gotten behind me. There's probably 30 of us now there. I had no idea. I turned around and said, we're going to pray. Okay. Well, hello. Well, we're going to pray over him and believe that God's going to touch him. I said, can I put my hand on your head? He said, no. I said, all right. I don't need to. I said, but let's bow our head and let's pray. He closed his eyes like this and bowed his head. And I said, Jesus, you see this man sitting before you. You see his hunger for things not of you. I pray that you would touch him and show him that you are real. I saw his face. At first, he kind of had a smirk on. He kind of smiled. Then that smile turned into a confused look. Then it turned into a distaste. All of a sudden, he looked at me. He opened up his eyes and looked at me. He stood to his feet. I'm not lying to you. He ran away as fast as he could. I believe God touched him. I believe right then and there. Listen, God can touch you right here and now. Whatever your need is, God can meet it right here and now. I'm not going to say bless you and we're going to dismiss. We're going to do an altar call where I'm going to invite you to come down so that you can be prayed for. The Bible says if you have sickness in your body, would you call for the elders of the church that they may anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith and the prayer of faith shall heal you. I believe today God wants to do that, but I'm not just going to make a call for those who need a healing. I'm going to make a call for those who need the Lord and need a touch from God. I'm going to make a call for those who have not experienced the Holy Ghost in a long time. I'm going to make a call for you to return into the presence of God. That's what I feel for somebody today. God's calling you to return into His presence. I'm going to make a call for you to return. I'm going to make a call for God to give somebody peace and joy. Healing isn't just about the physical. It could also be the mental. It is absolutely about the spiritual. God wants to restore, renew, and make a way in you. If you believe that, would you clap your hands to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. But I don't want to just call for people today to come down that I can pray for them. But I want everybody in this place to be in prayer and worship. I want to invite everybody to come down to this altar. If you believe that God is going to use you, I want to invite you to come down and begin to pray with somebody today. Hallelujah. If you've got a specific need, I want you just to come and stand right here. If you just want to come and pray, this altar is open. If you've got a specific need you need prayer for, I want you to just come lay. Stand right